This is Father Drew Curry from Most Precious Blood Parish in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And Father Matthew Coonan from St. Tres and St. Henry Parishes here in Fort Wayne as well. And we're here to open up the Sunday Word with you. Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday here this weekend. Instead of reading the entire gospel passage from Mark, because that would be more than our nine, ten minute segment, <laughs> we'll just read the, uh, the gospel from the solemn entrance. Uh, this is also from the gospel of Mark, and it's the Lord's um, triumphal entrance uh, here. And so from the gospel of Mark, when Jesus and his disciples drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village opposite you. And immediately on entering it, you will find a colt tethered on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone should say to you, why are you doing this? Reply, the master has need of it and will send it back here at once. So they went off and found a colt tethered at a gate outside on the street and they untied it. Some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They answered them just as Jesus had told them to and they permitted them to do it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and put their cloaks over it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut from the fields. Those preceding him, as well as those following, kept crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that is to come. Hosanna in the highest. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. All right. What jumps out to you, Father Drew? Okay. In this, in this passage, uh, in this passage, and thinking about Palm Sunday, Jesus's triumphal entry, some things jump out. The first thing is that uh, the time proceeding up to Jesus's triumphal entry, he's in the area of Bethany, and we need to remember that Bethany is the little town or village where Lazarus died. Lazarus was Jesus's friend. Um, and he was in the tomb. And remember, Jesus eventually comes to Bethany and then raises him from the dead. Mm-hmm. And this became a very big deal. And a lot of people from the area came to see Jesus and Lazarus in Bethany. Yeah. Um, and, and Lazarus, foreshadowing of the Lord's resurrection. Yeah. And also, then later, Mary uh, anointed the Lord Jesus there, right? And so we think yeah. of anointing as well after burial, things like that. So yeah. some some foreshadowings of yeah. the uh, of the Lord's passion and resurrection there. Yeah. So, so, Jesus, so, many so people, basically, basically many people, Jesus, as he knows that this is his hour, he knows it is my time to enter into Jerusalem, and I'm going to offer my life for the salvation of the world. Jesus is is already um, he's entering it already in the spirit of the resurrection, you know, Lazarus dying and then Jesus rising from the dead. Jesus thinking, I'm going to Jerusalem and I am dying and I'm going to rise from the dead. Yeah. There's, um, there's not surprises in store yes, for him. Jesus knows what, what he's doing. It's a mighty act. It's not, the cross is not a, an accident. This is why God and uh, became man in Jesus. And then what we see is in Bethany, Jesus gets on a, he gets on a donkey and he rides this donkey into Jerusalem, surrounded by his friends, his disciples, as they're singing Hosanna in the highest. Which is like praise the Lord or something, right? It's yeah. like a, just an expression of praise. Yeah, it's a, it's a shout. It's a jubilation uh, sound yeah. of praise and joy. Yeah, it's like a, 
it's like a mini parade they got going on, you know? Right. <laughs> so like parading as he's coming in, like yeah. people are shouting with huh. joy. They're speaking about David. So obviously yeah. they're thinking Messiah. They know what yeah. Jesus has done. They've witnessed his works. They've come to believe in him. So it's a joyful moment. Uh, and you just think of just like these people just coming in, praise and praise and praise yes. the Lord as he's marching in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So this is a, a time of great joy uh, for Jesus and the those surrounding him. Um, Jesus comes riding in on a donkey, which is kind of funny. And I think, so in the donkey, we can see kind of an act of humility for sure that Jesus doesn't come into town uh, riding on a horse or in some kind of other kind of carriage or something. So in the Old Testament, there are times when new kings come riding into Jerusalem on donkeys. And the in this case, it's symbolic that they are a king of peace. Hmm. Um, I guess in, in ancient days in the Middle East, when a king came in on a donkey, it was symbolic that they didn't come in an act of war, but they came as a, oh, as, a, yep. as, a as an act of peace. So it's so this is what we've got. We got Jesus thinking about his death and resurrection, coming into Jerusalem to shouts of joy, and he and he's making an act of humility, and he's coming in peace. Um, and we think, okay, he's going to be the next king. This is amazing. The Messiah is here. Praise God. And by the end of the week, he's crucified and dead. Yeah, it's interesting to think. So again, he comes in peace, and he wants. He wants to bring his, because he is our peace, right? So he brings peace in him. He brings mercy in him, compassion, love. Um, but just to think of how he knew that peacefulness is not what he would be met with, that he knew that he would be met with hostility. And uh, I wonder even like, I mean, he knows us all intimately, like looking out at those who are receiving him and knowing that some of them <laughs> were going to be against him within yeah. the week. And there, and probably, I would. this is my assumption, Probably some of the people that were shouting Hosanna to Jesus and stuff knew that they were kind of also making some type of a a statement that whoever the king was was probably not going to be king much longer. I mean, so there's kind of this mixture of, um, yeah, of of triumph uh, that Jesus was actually going to, in their minds, Jesus was actually going to become the physical king of this city. Yeah, and then which ones perhaps by influence of, of the Jews then uh, at the time when... Pilate offered Barabbas or Christ, which of them yeah. perhaps got influenced to say, yeah, crucify him. What misconceptions, what lies were told to them maybe as well, you know, about reasons why they should do that. I mean, yeah. So it's just really interesting, uh, the fragility of the situation, but the Lord, uh, again, knowing, uh, knowing what was in store for him and he was doing it ultimately because he knew that this was the way for salvation, the way for yeah. forgiveness. And and we could even fast forward, not to fast forward too much more, but you fast forward even further then. So again, even if some of these persons were the ones that, you know, uh, rejected him, who ended up uh, kind of turning on him, that 50 days later yeah. were converted by Peter preaching and they were coming yeah. to conversion and they recognized their error. Um, on, on Pentecost. Yeah. And so in the end, it's weird because Jesus comes in as the King of Peace and by the end of the week, he's dead. Mm -hmm. But but then we have to think about he rose from the dead and then sent the Holy Spirit from heaven, which is then our peace. Yep. So yeah. he is the King of Peace, but it's not peace in the sense of if you become really good citizens of the Roman Empire, then you will you will not have problems. It's more it's king of peace in the sense of I give you this free gift of powerful, holy, purifying love, and I invite you to live in this love. Yeah. And I mean, 
it's interesting. We can think of different by uh, passages. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. But then as well, uh, we think of how the Lord said, I have not come to bring peace but a sword <laughs> because of the division that can happen about those who decide to embrace the Lord and those who embrace worldliness, sin, vice. And so there's conflict in there. Um, but ultimately it is all about peace, how the Lord wants to bring us uh, his peace, his love to enter in. But yeah, for, for me, what just keeps grabbing me whenever I think of the passion is how the Lord knew what he was doing. And this is him choosing to offer. Yes. And with that, I think too, is that we, let's praise Jesus. Like his death that he knew was coming and they were praising. Hosanna. Yeah, Hosanna. Like his death was not an accident. His death was not was not the final word. He is our peace. He's risen from the dead. Um, his Holy Spirit flows out of him. And we are still now to make shouts of joy to him regularly, every day, throughout the day, because he is our peace um, and, and he is our king. Yeah, and then just finally to tie that to Good Friday coming up this next week, just think of us reverencing the cross, the Holy Cross. We kiss the cross. Uh, and so this conflict, this contradiction of uh, an innocent man being crucified becomes our peace, becomes our reconciliation. And so to praise the Lord for that that great gift. Uh, uh, our prayers for you all this week as we enter into uh, Holy Week, uh, getting ready to celebrate the Easter mysteries. May the Lord uh, prepare your hearts to receive an outpouring of new life at the celebration of our Lord's resurrection. 